Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Today is January the 2016, and we are moving solo, but through this month, what are we, on our second week, our second Tuesday of the month already? Really? Boy, I tell you, time really flies, but it's our time for this year to let's actually grow. Yesterday, we had transformation, Angel Intuitive on. Now we have Dr. Hill with us. I tell you, it doesn't get any better this year. It's our time to discover ourselves, to make sure that we're on the right path and the right track. And what I told you yesterday, to make sure you change your environment. If someone's not right for you, then you got to change your friends as well, right? <laughs> All right. But I am so glad that we're on today because with me is a special guest. Her name is Dr. Tony Louisa Rivera. She's a doctor of chiropractic, certified Ruba Skill Synergy author and workshop facilitator. Um, she has an awesome book out that we will definitely be discussing. We'll be asking questions, and I'm so proud of you. You stepped up to the plate yesterday, and you asked questions. You didn't let nothing hold you back, and that's what you have to do in life. You can't let nothing hold you back. If you don't ask, you go, you go hungry, because as they say, God don't feed the hungry. God feed the starving. <laughs> but enough said and enough about that. We're going to get on with the show. Do call in at 347-426-3751. It will be up for you. And I will also be on Periscope in just a moment so you can actually see this show on video. Dr. Rivera, thank you for taking out your time to be with us today. Happy New Year to you. Well, thank you so much. Happy New Year to you, too, and I'm so pleased to be here with you. Yes, it's a, it's great. It's the, like I told him, it's our time to grow. We got to expand our mind and expand our goals. Um, so, Dr. Rivera, let's, let's talk about how you even got into this field of work that you do now. Well, thank you for asking. I, I actually... Uh, uh, have always been interested in taking care of people. And what that morphed into once I became a chiropractor and kind of overworked myself, I realized just like you're saying, you really need to take care of yourself and take those steps to do so. And um, now I have the pleasure of not only taking care of myself, but um, assisting others in learning how to take care of themselves. And it sounds like that's also what you're advising people. Um I actually attended Life Chiropractic College in Marietta, Georgia. So I was down in your area over there, and now I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I um, I started becoming interested in uh, health care, and I always believed that it was my body that healed itself, and I needed to take responsibility and, and uh, you know, eat well and exercise. And then I discovered uh, chiropractic, and... I started to realize that the spine and the nervous system were the key to maintaining health and restoring health. So um, 
attending chiropractic college, and then I went back down to Puerto Rico, where I had grown up, and started my first chiropractic practice down there, and saw many, many, many people. And in doing that, attending with chiropractic only to the physical level, I realized that there was the mental, emotional, and spiritual levels were so important. And that's how I started studying Rubenfeld Synergy and some other techniques and ended up in Santa Fe uh, where it's very uh, common for people to look at all those different aspects of healing at the same time. So here I am with my first book out, The Propelled Heart, Moving from Injury to Insight. And this book is about uh, first about my story, just as an example, and then the second part has is a self-help guide where there's topics and after each chapter the person can uh, work with themselves so i have the exercises for people to go inside and discover for themselves what they need to do in their own life oh and that's you know that's wonderful too because a lot of people do they be lost they don't know which actual way to turn um how to pick themselves up and and we say it but it's not done so easily we could say it so easily oh pick yourself up that's fine but it's not done so easily people have diseases people lost their house there's so much going on you know it's not it's not possible for people to actually get on that right track and that's what you pull out into your book showing them the different ways um but let's talk a little bit about your book what is actually the propelled heart Well, the propelled heart is referring to a time in a person's life when instead of just uh, getting up and going to work and going home, starting to look at one's life and what life is trying to tell you and what what you're here to learn in this life. So uh, the experiences you have, the relationships, the recurring things that happen, and really trying to learn the lessons from them so that you can move on and move forward. And uh, what you just said about how life is now is so, it's amazing all the things that are happening and a lot isn't too good. And when we say, like like you're saying, pick yourself up, but how? How do you start and where do you start? And that reference is with each of us in our body, mind, and emotions. We can learn to listen to those and they are the best guide instead of someone else telling you what to do really from the inside, knowing this is my first step and I'm on the right path. Exactly. Now, now let's go a little bit deeper. Um, you write about forgotten childhood sexual abuse. How did you remember? Well, it seems, you know, the body does uh, hold all experiences that we've had in our lives And when it begins to be time or when you're ready to heal that, it will start to come up. So with me, what started happening when I was studying the Rubenfeld Synergy Method um, and working with the body and being having someone work with me and my body, I started to have memories come, little flits and bits and pieces. And the way that I experienced my body let me know that something had happened. And it's a really interesting thing because in working with others now, some people think or their mind wants to remember every detail, and we can really trust the body will reveal 
what you need to remember to heal. You don't have to remember every detail. It's enough to have a sense and follow that body's guide to healing so that you don't injure yourself farther remembering every detail. So for me, it actually came in bits and pieces over, gosh, it took me a good 10 years of uh, going through and healing each part, each piece, each level, because there's so many levels when something um, tragic happens in your life. There's so many levels to healing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so exactly how how many levels would you say there are? Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. I think it varies for different people, you know, depending on the severity uh, and their their response to it, you know, that the, the um, some what that's why you know you really can't compare injury. You know, uh, what happens to one person to them, uh, you know, may have been if we put numbers a ten, and somebody else might say, oh, well, you should have seen what happened to me. You know, um, so each person has their own uh, response to whatever happens to them, and it could go deeper with different people. You know, so that's a really good question, but it's I think it varies with each individual, and this is one of the reasons why I put the exercises in the book, and actually coincidentally on my website I sometimes it's hard to read the book and do the exercise, so I have MP3 downloads on my website at tonyluisarivera.com uh, so that people can hear my voice leading them through the exercises and. I've uh, got the first two on there and more to come. I'm working on it, getting better sound quality. But that way people can actually lay down or sit down and relax and be guided through the exercises so that they can have that space to freely go into the to their experience. Right. And um, the book is one tool. And then also there's workshops and things. And I'm actually having uh, launching the book right now on Amazon, and I'm offering a free workshop that's called Discover Your Heart's Message that's going to be in February, and um, I'm offering that free uh, with the purchase of the book. So there's another way people can get some personal attention to, you know, me guiding them through the experience. Right, and and I definitely think they'll get uh... – a close relationship because just even reading the first part of the book about the closet and and how how scared you must have actually been you you taking the reader through the whole synopsis you balled up your knee you can hear you crying like probably anyone who went through that same environment the same situation can actually understand what it felt like to go through this um how do you know but this is what brings me to the question, because we did ask, how did you remember? How do you know this happened? Did you have verification from someone else? Well, actually, yes, and my body, uh, the reactions of my body in knowing. It's just, it's very, it's intuitive understanding, and we're all intuitive, but boy, when you know, you know, you know. I'm sure everyone's had that experience where uh, there's just a, uh, and understanding inside and so that was the most important part for me though I have had outside uh, verification <laughs> and you know the the instance that you're bringing up that first scene I thought 
to me in the book when that was one of the first things that came to me was being in that closet and being having been terrified and then hurt so bad because I didn't have anybody to turn to to help me. And I think that happens to a lot of people, either especially with sexual abuse, there's either a denial uh, of the parent or the, it, when you're a child or other people in your life that's saying that didn't happen to you when you know it did. And um, so my first memory of being in that closet and being so upset and squishing my tears down and squishing myself down and vowing to live life on my own, um, and I didn't know why I was in there. I remembered the closet but didn't know what had happened. And uh, then other pieces came to me, and I, in the book I mentioned different little pieces that came until it all came together, and, and uh, it's like a, a quilt, you know, different little scenarios, and then them all being woven together into the quilt of understanding the sequence and what happened. And, um, right, it reminds me of a movie. I can't even think of her name at the moment, but she's an actress, and she played with Boris Cujo. In a movie, and she had sexual encounterment with uh, another guy, and I think two, actually two guys, but she had blocked what happened to her as a child out, and I, I believe that can't actually happen. You can block what happened to you in your past out to some a sudden moment comes up, and then it happens. So for someone to say, no, you can't remember that, yes, you can. I might have yes, the tendency to want to block out. I might have the chance to do what I want to do. It could block out. It could block it, out anything it, that you want to do, and it can it could change your whole world into whatever perspective you want to. And I mean, a horrible event like that, yeah, I I want to block it out. I mean, things had happened to me when I was a younger child as well. My mother had her had her man, and he supposed to be my stepfather, and oh, it went left field and. So, you know, you, you block out certain things. Those images right there, no child should actually go through. But, you know, I'm right. glad that you was able to encourage yourself to be strong and to actually move on. And now I look at you, 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 you're almost like a millionaire mind. That's why I say for my affirmations, <laughs> you're millionaire minded. You became strong. You didn't let your obstacles stop you. Um, That's right. And, now, you know, and what you're saying right. is so true. Because you know the mind, it's a it's a protection mechanism, you know, so they don't go yeah. crazy, and the mind decides, okay, we're gonna wall this off because we need to survive now, and so it will block things out. And then, like I say, when you're ready, when it's time to heal it, when that underlying thing needs to come up, it will come up for you to address when it's your time, you know, and. Um, a lot of times it doesn't help us any to, to live in, in it, in the injury day by day. Um, we really need to, like you saying, pick yourself up and find ways to function in the world and live the life you want to live and find that way that what is your own truth and um, find that internal reference within. And that's what I why I decided to bring the the book up because in working with others I've been in practice now 30 years and um, that internal reference of what your truth is is the best guide rather than me or someone else telling somebody else what to do it has to come from within them so I hope to help people develop the tools to find that internal reference within right. them, that, that wisdom that's in each of us right because everybody's not able to 
just go on. Something like that happened to you sometime that could hold you back. But I even saw myself father when I uh, became an adult and I was pregnant. And I looked at him. Well, mind you, I already had told my husband of the situation. So it was like, uh, this is kind of awkward, but I'm a grown woman now. There's no child here. So you can't get away with anything that I cannot defend myself against. But um, we, we talk a lot in your book about insight. What do you mean by insight and what insight did you have? Well, I started, you know, um, sometimes when we've had injuries in our life, even though we're, we're, um, put, we think we put it behind us, we have behaviors that we're still acting out from the past. So, um, and then you, you're on automatic kind of. You have reactions to others that are really related to what happened to you in the past. And when I discovered that uh, the insight of, for example, let's say if someone talks to you in a certain tone of voice and it reminds you of somebody from your past, so you have a reaction to their tone, and like you were just mentioning, acting perhaps as a child to that person, and then when you start to realize, wait a minute, that's not my mother, that's not my father, you know, and you can have that insight and it frees you from uh, behaving Mm -hmm. in a habitual way. And another insight, the the title of the book refers to when I realized that that from youth and having that had that at a very young age, the sexual abuse and knowing that I needed to please others in that situation, it made me want to please others in the future. And in my practice, when I help others, it really now is a it's a benefit for me and my insight is that I have turned around and made it my way of service to people and I'm really good at reading uh, the body and the signs and knowing what to do with each person and to help them help themselves so I turned that what may have been a twisted way of relating with people into a gift now that I can offer to others so that was my insight does that make sense <laughs> It does. It makes perfect sense. I don't think you could be where you had while experiencing what you had to experience in order to grow. And that's what I was trying to tell people. We got to actually grow, and you have to fail in order to grow. If somebody tell you they haven't failed, then you might need to run the other way because I don't know what type of stuff they're on or what medication they're actually taking, but um, I'm not going to believe you. But, uh, you know, you explain that in your book right here after the closet. You were strong. You growed up. You didn't cry anymore. That was weakness. Mm-hmm, this is, mm-hmm. and that's the reason for this book to counter all of this to help others who are going through the same thing to help that other little girl out there who might be trapped inside the little boy who trapped inside and can't find a way out. This is the way to heal yourself, and also it's a way to help you grow. Cause keeping that hurt and that pain in you, you can't grow. You can't prosper. You're going to always you are keep that so in. Right. It's, right. It's 2016 right now, Tony, and a lot of them are still trapped. It's 2016. They haven't let go. And it's time, I'm telling you, to let go. This is your year, baby. This is ours to conquer. You got to let it go. And if you can't let it go today, I'm here to tell you, you still got time. I'm here for you. If you need me, I'm here. Um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, right now, even though Tony is on the phone, I we have affirmations called it's an affirmation nation. I want you, if you have not heard of this, to join up. I want you to text 
at I want you to text at Milled Mind. That's at Milled Mind, M-I-L-L-M-I-N-D, to 81010. We go on 7.30 a.m. Eastern on Monday through Friday. And Saturday and Sunday, we go um, at 8.55. So please make sure you sign up. It works. It's, it's wonders because, you know, God creates through the use of our imagination. And just like Tony, she helped the billions around the world. You never know who God will use. And he's using Tony right now to pass on her message. Uh, so, Tony, yeah, because we're getting very excited. Um, very so good. Explain, yes. Explain to us, Tony, what difference does insight make in healing one's health, in healing well, one's life? You know, when you when you have that insight into realizing where you are and who you are and your strength that you have within and that you do have gifts that you bring, your uniqueness to the world, that insight can can bring you up. And, you know, one of my favorite affirmations when going through this, especially having the memories and then even deciding to write the book, you know, it's, it's really something. And um, one of my favorite affirmations is, I am brave, I am strong, you know. And I, that's the first line, and I just love that to remind myself that I can do what I want to do and what I'm setting out to do. And I wanted to make a point, it's so important, I think, that, you know, sometimes when people know that something's happened to them or even have forgotten and it starts to peek its head up, we want to just deny it and squish it down. But the best way to move forward is to acknowledge it. For example, when my child started coming up and I realized how scared she was, I could see in my mind's eye myself as a young child and talk to her and say, I know you're really scared, and I'm here now. I realize what happened, and I am taking charge. I'm the adult. You were scared as a child. So like, kind of acknowledging that what that part of you went through so that that part of you knows that now you're going to take care and make sure that whatever happened, that never will happen again. And uh, taking charge as an adult in your life and acknowledging what happened and that there was fear or hurt or terror, whatever it was, and now that's not happening. So it kind of separates it out and brings that part of you to realizing that that insight that whatever happened before is over. It's not happening now. And if there are listeners out there that are experiencing right now in their life some kind of situation that um, is terrorizing or traumatic to them, the first step is seeing within yourself what's what's the first step to get away from that situation, to really... Um, protect yourself from whatever that is that's happening that's injurious to you. And sometimes we need help to do that, you know, and that's uh, the people like you and finding different ways where you can find the inspiration and the strength and people who will support you to change. Right. Because uh, before we even take a short commercial break, you mentioned in your book about the inner child and, I guess that's true for all of us because we all have an inner child in us regardless. That's, that inner child, people, is the one that tells you what not to do, tells you, no, don't touch that. See, cause we all got it. When it when you don't do it, that's that inner child talking to you, and you 
tell us many people focus on talking to or at the inner being. We need to learn to let that inner voice speak its truth. How do yes. we go about doing that, though, Doctor, if we aren't shelter ourselves away from even wanting um, to stand up to it? We, we, like you said, you go through a hurtful past. You don't even want to probably even go back and and live, relive that situation again. So how do you even confront it? Right. Uh, you know, the the thing is, is if we don't, if we try to push it down and don't uh, deal with it, if we don't talk to that part of ourselves, it does keep coming up in ways that we wish it wouldn't. Uh, maybe we throw off, the, uh, fly off the handle at our own kids or um, at the job or whatever and create problems for ourselves. And it's all because that inner child is frustrated because we do all have that inner child that's holding perhaps secrets or perhaps anger or deep feelings. And we as adults need to acknowledge and take care of that inner child so that the child isn't acting out in our everyday life and running our life. Yeah. Right. Maybe eating, you know, sometimes it shows up by, oh, eating the wrong foods or, um, you know, doing, making the wrong decisions and uh, buying the wrong things or whatever that that child is finding ways to sabotage the adult's life because of being ignored. But when we can go inside and acknowledge whatever that was and, and learn to listen to that part of ourselves, just even seeing yourself in your mind's eye or if you have a picture of yourself as a child and, and sit, sitting quietly and then just Fine. allow, you know, say, hey, what's going on with you? And just see what comes up without digging, you know, because what comes up is what needs to be addressed. What comes up naturally without digging, that's what needs to be addressed. Right. Well, we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to be back with Dr. Tarn Louisa Rivera. So please do not touch that dial. Do call in at 347-426-3751 with your questions and intelligent questions on top of that, because you know I will hang up on you in a minute if you come in with ignorance. Um, but stay tuned. <laughs> we'll, be right, we'll be right back after this. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. Today, my new dad threw a barbecue. Today, my new son and I threw a barbecue. There were burgers and chicken. I burnt everything. The burgers, the chicken, the salad. Ah, They were delicious. They were awful. And then then we had watermelon. (laughs) I'm allergic to watermelon. And then we played catch. I broke Mr. Lewis's window, Mrs. Wakeham's window, Mrs. Wakeham's windshield, and then somehow my hand. My hand! And then my dad even let me drive his car. The hospital's on the right! It was a rough day. It was a great day. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, Visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. You use Tearless Baby Shampoo because it's gentle on your baby's eyes. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You always test the bath water to make sure it's not too hot. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. 
You make sure she wears a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You put on his sunscreen, even when he's embarrassed his friends will see. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Is your child facing the right way in the car seat? Is the seat too big or too small? How do you know when it's time to move your child into the next type of seat? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. That's safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right. We're back on the air with Tom Louisa Rivera, and we have been discussing ways to get past that hurtfulness. You got to go dig deep inside and talk to that inner child. That inner child is the one that stops you from doing what you are actually doing. And I thank you so much, my followers on Periscope, uh, for following me. And if you have not, you can find my show, The Bright Side with Technisha on Blog Talk Radio. I'm also on Instagram at tday60, um, Facebook, Technisha Day, um, let's see, Twitter, tday60. No, actually, I'm on Twitter at BrightSideTK. So you can always find me. I'm always trying to keep you positive, motivated, make you think, because that's what we want to do. We want to make these brains think. Um, but, yes, getting back to getting back to what we were discussing, um, Dr. Um, well, Tony, what does a chiropractor know about spiritual growth and, and healing? Because when I think of chiropractor, I think of dealing with my back, but not going to you for any spiritual talk or discussion whatsoever. Well, I'm glad you asked. You know, I I was thinking during the break there that one of the points I want to make is how everyone is intuitive, meaning that there is an inner wisdom, there a a, a bridge to the soul's knowledge and. As a chiropractor, when we're seeing people, you know, many times people will initially want to come to a chiropractor for pain, and many times pain is part of one's spiritual journey. It's uh, learning how to be with pain or how to allow it to heal by taking care of yourselves in different ways. So um, I think as a chiropractor, being there for people when they're in pain and helping them transcend it and heal it uh, many times involves looking at one's life and their spiritual uh, beliefs. So I think of intuition as being the bridge between the soul and the ego. And, you know, of course the ego is how we make our way in the world and relate to others and work and do everything we need to do. And Sometimes uh, the ego can feel lost or feel like it needs guidance. And by developing that bridge of intuition to the soul, when the soul is all-knowing, uh, and that's our the ray of God that is in us, that we can be guided by a higher knowledge and a higher power that can inspire us and allow us to know what to do in our own individual lives. Yeah, that's such a big part of it, isn't it? The the spiritual part of life. It is. It yeah. is that spiritual word. It's, it it can be very tricky if you don't really understand it, and it can seem scary all at one time too. You you seem to imply that all people are self healing. What about organ disease? Well, you know the the 
and uh, the reason I say self-healing, and in the book also talking about that, is that it is that energy in the body that heals it, no matter what kind of treatment we choose to try to do. So, oh, let's say I sprained my shoulder. Well, you know, my body needs might need some help healing it, and I might choose either to go to an acupuncturist or a chiropractor or a massage therapist or a physical therapist, and all those ways of addressing it help stimulate the healing that's within the body. And with organs, it's the same thing that we need when we learn to listen, if we were in tune with our body, we might be able to head off organ disease before it gets uh, bad, but we might need some outside help or medical help. But still, by us being able to work with ourselves, we're going to be able to take an active role in the healing. So with organs, uh, many times what is going wrong is a sign of what's going wrong in your life. And it's really interesting when we learn to listen to our body that, um, and I this is one of the exercises that's in the book for those of you that do have some kind of organ disease, is to look at what that organ does. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say uh, diabetes or indigestion or colitis or whatever it is. What does that organ do normally? And then whatever disease you've been diagnosed with, what is going wrong with that normal function? And there is the metaphor, the representation of what's happening in your life. And by addressing your life, you can help the organ heal. It's very interesting. Right. Uh, Dr. Tony, are you talking about the diamond point directions that's found in there where it says research a simple explanation of the normal function of your problem, organ, or body system? Right, because in okay. each uh, chapter, when I have the exercises at the end of the of the chapter, there's a topic and then the exercises. I explain in length, and then I just give those diamond point directions so you can quickly reference it and work with yourself without having to read the whole chapter again. Right. So that's one of the ones, is how to work with your organ disease. And uh, a good place to start one of the first, uh, the first chapter in that section talks about physical symptoms. When you're feeling something that keeps on bugging you, what it, message is your body trying to give you? So there's a, an exercise that's very useful on a day-to-day basis, basis to uh, understand the messages your body's trying to give you through its sensations. That's the only language it has, right? The body has to talk to us with how it feels. Right, it does. Hey, you don't take care of the body, it can't take care of you, so you got to know what's going on. I mean, rest his soul, David Bowie, he was battling an 18-month cancer all this long. So, you know, you got you got to really take care of yourself. It don't matter who you are, how much money you have, you know, um, you got to look out True. for your health because, number one, you come first. Job going to wait. Your friends can wait. That party can wait. But your health, it can't wait, baby. You better go see about yourself. And I know a lot of people who say they're afraid to go to the doctor. You better, and I understand. I understand. Sometimes the doctor, you don't want to do that. Whatever you do, holistic healing, uh, whatever type of healing, natural herbs, you know, see about yourself. Make sure you're all right. You don't want to end up years later and have to pay a doctor bill. So, you know, and tomorrow, people, I think I probably will do a dedication to David Bauer. We'll be playing some of his music. So if you want to tune into that, that'll be awesome. 
Because um, yes. I mean, we losing we losing so many. Uh, like Michael Jackson, Farrah Fawcett, they were back to back. Boy, I tell you, everybody looks like they're leaving so quickly. So this is a wake up call. Time to grab what you need now. Don't wait. Don't start trying to run church too late now. You gotta get on in there and, and get it get together. Um, uh, yeah, but, starting to listen. Listen to right. those signs from your body. Sometimes you even hear, hear stories of people that they know something's wrong and they start to search to find out what it is and everybody's telling them nothing's wrong with you all the tests are normal but they know something's wrong and by listening inside they took the action needed to find it and to address it we can't just stick our head in a hole and say you know i'm i'm hurting but i'm not gonna listen to it we really have to listen whether it's physical pain emotional pain whatever it is that is um that is sticking its head up for for attention, we need to pay that attention to it and allow it to heal. Right. In your opinion, do you believe that people somehow create or cause the things that happen to them? Well, I think it's really interesting. I think that the things that happen in our lives are many times trying to get our attention, and we if we ignore it or don't address or don't get the lesson in that way, the same lesson might come around again. Um, some people, I know I noticed that happening uh, finally in my life was I'd always choose the wrong guy, and it seems that was almost the same person again, and uh, the same feelings, it would evoke the same feelings in me and not work out right. And in the way that I, I don't feel I created that, it was the universe, if you will, trying to help me learn to value myself enough to not choose that person who is going to make me feel bad about myself, but to choose people in my life that um, respect me and I them so that we can help each other. And I think right. that, so, yeah, if we don't get the lesson, it's going to come again because the universe wants us to learn, you know? Right. And it's only two, it's only two emotions that you can have, usually. It's love and fear. And you could attract that empowerment of love. You can attract the empowerment of fear. And sometimes we go about attracting the wrong things, and it brings down to the question of why God let things happen. But most bad things happen, they do so because, you know, God gives us that radical freedom to God's people. We are free people. We're not puppets on a string. And, and God does not cause bad things to happen. God loves us, and he grieves with us in our pain when bad things happen. Therefore, we might best respond by saying that. God does not will bad things to happen in life. Rather, bad things happen in the freedom that comes with the gift of life. You got to have yep. suffering. You got to have the goodness. It, it's all tied in. And that word is love and eternal life with God, you know. Having that faith it, and that, that faith in God and, and knowing that when bad things right. happen, you know, it's it's there's it's going to make us stronger when we live through it and we're going to have lessons that we can help other people by having experienced those things. And that's right. what I hope to do with, you know, with with my experiences instead of sitting in and pointing fingers and wondering mm-hmm. why, which of course I went through that, but to realize how can I help others heal? through having had that experience. You know, how can I grow from it instead of let it get me down? 
Exactly, and that's what we want to do for men of billions of people around the world. We want to take our story, not facts. We want to take a story and tell it to others to help motivate others, Tony. That's what we're actually doing this year. Yes. We're taking our stories and using it to tell other people what to do for this 2016. That's why I told you, people, you got to get on this Affirmation Nation call. It's very powerful, and it will help you. But you got to be strong to let it help you. You can't have a negative attitude and think something's going to happen. For you. And of course, we talked about ask formation yesterday on my show. So make sure if you listen to the replay on that and if you listen to the replay on this, it's all here to help you. But you got to believe. Belief equals attraction. That's what it does. Um, now, we talk about wisdom. And you and I've been hearing that word so much when I was growing up. Wisdom. Oh, you're a wise one. And of course, as they say, a wise man can learn from a fool, but a fool can't learn from a wise man. What is body wisdom, Tony? Body wisdom is that our body, you know, is listening or eavesdropping on our every thought and feeling all the time. And it is, the body is responding in kind to hold a mirror up in its way. It has a point of view of our life, and by the way that our body is, feels it is telling us what it sees about our life and so uh, the sensations and the happenings that are in your body are in response to your life and it has a wisdom of its own to tell us so that's that insight that the body has the um, the body is a community of self-healing intelligent cells and it's listening to us all the time so its responses to our life are reflected in that tissue so the wisdom that it's trying to share with us is what we need to look at in our lives. And that's why it hurts or gets disease or it's trying to help us see what is right in front of us, but sometimes we don't see. Right. And and, pick, and going even farther into that to add on, you say the body is speaking through sensation, emotions, and life situations, teaching a person about themselves. Could you explain what you mean? Well, um, a nice example for, uh, for example, let's say we'll go back to that shoulder. That shoulder's hurting. You're, the first place people usually go is, what did I do? What did I do? But sometimes it's not what you did at all. It's the body trying to sell it, tell you something. So if you can go inside and say, what kind of, okay, it hurts. How does it hurt? Is it squeezing? Is it pressing? Is there a weight? What's happening there? And Let's say you decide, well, it feels like I have a heavy weight on my shoulder. Then you can look from there, what in your life does that remind you of? Is there a person, place, or occurrence, maybe your job or maybe a relationship, that is putting a heavy pressure on you? Or perhaps you feel like the heavy pressure is all the responsibilities and your body is letting you feel what it feels like to carry that heavy load. So once just even you realize, oh, my gosh, it's I'm trying to do everything for everybody. Let me see what is my role. How can I ask for help? And just mm -hmm. having that insight, the shoulder will feel better without even any treatment. I don't know how many times it's happened with, with simple problems now, simple problems. When people learn to listen and get the message, oh, my gosh, I need to get out of this job and get a better one, or I need to start letting mm -hmm. my kids take responsibility for themselves, the the uh, physical symptoms will go. 
<laughs> right. It's just yeah. As it's you just say in your book, as you mentioned in your book, always stop when you need to. Don't God won't put no more on you than you can actually bury. You have to stop carrying those bags, ladies. What Erica Badu said, back lady, <laughs> you gonna miss your butt carrying all those bags like that. And that's so true. You carrying everybody else weight on your shoulders, you gonna miss what you um have in store because you're trying to see about everybody else. You can't be Mother Teresa. Y'all see about right. yourself. That's why your health breaking down. Those skills are not set. Right. And it's other ways you can service people, but you don't let them wear and tear you down like leeches. So that's the message for you. If you if you don't remember, please just write that on down for yourself in your book. Um, what does what does metaphor have to do with healing though? Well, the metaphor, you know, is it, it, it's so interesting. When I first started studying the Rubenfeld Synergy Method and they would talk about metaphor and everything, I was kind of uh, shy to say I didn't understand. I just kind of sat back and, like, uh, waited to see what that really meant. And metaphor is a representation of something. So, for example, in the um, what I was just saying about the shoulder, and many times the body will feel like... Uh, something that's happening in your life and there's the metaphor and if we realize that that's the metaphor if we realize oh my gosh i am always feeling short of breath as if i'm running a marathon and then you start to look oh my gosh i live my life like i'm running a marathon and no wonder i'm breathless because you're running all the time trying to keep up or pay bills or uh, take care of everybody else and in seeing that metaphor that uh, it's like a story or reading a storybook, then you can say, how do I want this story to change? And you can start to look at ways that you can change small things a little bit at a time using that metaphor to guide you and then uh, create the life that you want to live. But we have to notice first, awareness is the first key to um, – to any kind of change, right? You have to be aware there's a problem first to to be motivated to change. And right, so, yeah, self-denial. Right, you have to notice, you know, um, what's happening around you and in your body and in your emotions. Um, they'll guide you to the things that need attention and need healing right now. So that whole thing of uh, if you're in a bad place, using that injury to teach you through metaphor and leading to your own insight. Ah, I see now what I have to do, but first you have to notice. First you have to have awareness of what's happening to make a shift. Right. Right. You know what? I'm going to have to end up learning Russian because apparently everyone on Periscope um, is asking me, do I speak Russian? So. I'm going to probably have to start picking up a new language besides Spanish. Oh, my goodness, um, Russian. <laughs> right. Um, now, this this is quite interesting to me that disease actually has wisdom. What kind of wisdom does it have? Well, you know, when if we have been living our life in such a way that we're ignoring what's right in front of us, little by little you start to the, – the organ, whatever is representing that metaphor we were just talking about, will start to develop a disease. And that's when we cannot ignore it anymore, right? We have to stop and pay attention and get treatment or do change whatever it is that's causing, uh, that it appears to be causing the disease outwardly. 
And so the disease slows us in our tracks and makes us pay attention. So any kind of disease will do that because it demands attention. And that's when we can look at the metaphor again of that disease. What is that organ doing, uh, should be doing, that it's not doing, and that can tell you about your life. Like sometimes uh, people can have a disease, for example, of their esophagus, right? That's the tube that from the mouth to the stomach. And mm-hmm. perhaps what's happening there is they're not able to digest or swallow what's happening in their life. So they have to address the disease with medicine or through the medical doctor, but also look at how can they change their life so that it's more digestible and sweet and nourishing for them, right? So that's how disease is teaching them. You know, you need to pay attention to what you're trying to swallow. (laughs) Right. Now, going on in Chapter 16, we talk about value of self. Equality, that is what is missing. Um, you devalue yourself in the past, and you now feel betrayed more easily. Could this play a role for others, devaluing themselves to send others of more value? Then on feeling this, the theme repeats again and again. You you speak of this, respect, duty. What What could these affect healing? Well, I think that we really, I'm making the point of having to, many times people will respect others more than they do themselves, and we really need that self-respect so that we can value our own role in the world and in that way um, honor ourselves, you know, and care for ourselves. And in that way, when you see yourself as having value, you can meet others on the same plane. And then a more creative process and a more healthy process can happen in any relationship, in any job, or anything else. Um, I think it's really important. Some of my, as I was have been doing my own work, what I realized was that I would always think bad of myself, you know, and put myself down, and see others as knowing more, being of more value. And in that way, I didn't show up as who I, in all my power. And by learning to value myself and respect myself, now I can meet others on the same plane and respect them in such a way and bring them up with me so that we have a more uh, a more healthy uh, community and environment and relationship. I think it's vital to have that okay. self-respect. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. just wrap wrapping it up um, a little bit because this this is very interesting. And I hope people do purchase the book because I find the exercises are so simple and I think they can help anyone if they just take out the time. But you have to read it step by step. There's no rushing through it. To just get that self healing um, emotions, get the self healing. What are your future plans after this book? Well, um, what I'm working on going into, and I encourage people to go to my website. And that's T-O-N-I-L-U-I-S-A-R-I-V-E-R-A dot com. And I'm also on Twitter and Facebook with the same um, Tony Luisa Rivera. I am moving into using the book to teach people these beginning steps to go into 
developing their own awareness of themselves and their self-healing potential, and and then workshops on developing your intuitive ability because everyone's intuitive, but most people don't think they are. They think there's only a special few, but we just need to learn how to identify it and listen to that intuition. So the workshops is the next step. And the second, my second book will be about intuition and all the exercises to work with yourself. So I hope people will be looking for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I hope so, too. Because it's, like I said, it's time of the year to get it on track, you know. Don't want to wait too late. But, before, um, Tony, I appreciate you for being here and lighting us with this because this, this is a second great day. And I feel like a giant already just listening to this. You know, that's how I feel. When people ask me, how you, how are you? I feel like a giant. That's how I feel. Uh, so thank you so much. Happy New Year's to you. And I hope sooner or later that I can have you back on in the future. Oh, I hope you have me. I would love it. Thank you so much. And it is a great, the new year is a new leaf. It's the time to take a new, a change in direction and live the life that we want to live. Yes, it's going to be a great year. I can feel it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Tony. Yes. Thank you. You're so welcome. And before I leave you listeners, the truth of the day is this. Connect yourself to your universal laws of truth. Allow your intuition to guide you. It is important to realize that you are co-created with the universe, God, allowing this universal energy and knowledge to flow through you to others. It is always a good feeling when others agree with you. However, you are only partially responsible for this happening. God, the universe, is working through you to send a message to whomever you have helped. If not you, God will send someone else to do the job. Today, connect yourself to the truth of all God's laws, allowing your intuition to guide you. Enjoy the day, everyone. And remember, expand. Either your mind will expand to match your goals or your goals will strength to match your mind. Let's grow. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 